How's your uh, March Madness bracket going, Holden? You know, I'm 0 for 0, so doing pretty good. 100% some might say. Well, actually, 0 divided by 0 is like... It's, it's 0%. I don't know. Can, you can't divide anything by 0, right? True. So your bracket is unfathomably... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> it's flawless. You haven't, you haven't missed any of the games. You haven't picked any of them incorrectly. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. My bracket's pretty mediocre. It's fine. Sorry about that. Started terribly, got a little better. Just like this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of, welcome Good to another transition. episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever, but mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. Yep, that's me. I'm here. <laughs> Unfortunately, Again. boom roasted. <laughs> and we've got a great show for you today, featuring our review of Jordan Peele's Us. Let's do it. I'm ready. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Dump. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Holden, are you ready for some Toms? Uh, am I never not ready for Toms? I don't think you're ever ready for this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started. Yee! Holden, we missed a call. We missed a week. We did miss a week because we were busy fixing. Ho- we were fi- bit busy getting James Gunn rehired <laughs> for Guardians of the Galaxy. You're welcome, the public. And we got it done. Good we on did. us. <laughs> it was a lot of work, but you know what? It happened. James Gunn is back on as director for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, um, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> so after being fired by Disney as the director of Guardians 3 uh, for controversial tweets that resurfaced, uh, they were from 10 years ago, but they resurfaced just, uh, how many? Like six months ago-ish? Yeah. It was, uh, like it was, it was July. July? Yeah. yeah, it was quite a while ago. Uh, Disney fired him. But now they changed their minds because he's actually like a, a really good guy now. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, why did you do that? Yeah. He's a cool guy. You shouldn't judge him based on the person he was 10 years ago. So, Well, I'm like, even he's even admitted that like those didn't reflect any sort of beliefs or anything he had. They were just, he was trying to, it was like before he hit it big or anything, he was just trying to be a provocateur. Yeah. So like that was just his way of trying to get into the, Spotlight wasn't really the best way. Well, uh, good for James Gunn, huh? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I could not give this a bigger broca. I'm man. That's. I I remember when I read the news, I was just really really excited for it. I mean, it'd be better if he just wasn't fired in the first place, but then we wouldn't have the opportunity to give it a broca. So. And we also, I would give it a broca too, but we also probably wouldn't likely have the Suicide Squad. And speaking of the Suicide Squad, Woo! the Good Suicide transition. Squad producer calls James Gunn's new film a total reboot as opposed to a sequel. That's good. 
I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'll, I, well, I'll give it a bur- uh, Brokaw for you, Holman. I'm, give, I'm definitely giving that a Brokaw because, I mean, I think Suicide Squad is a cool concept and James Gunn at the helm writing it and not connecting it to the last just awful one. Good Do job. You, <laughs> like, but then the cast is going to be the same half of it, kind of. Maybe I don't a know. few people, a couple people. I think the only one that hasn't. That's been confirmed to any Margot degree Robbie. is Margot Robbie, yeah. I'm fine with that. Just like Suicide Squad redone, Margot Robbie's still in as Harley Quinn. Hey, I think we should bring back Slipknot. Which one was he again? He was the one who died at the beginning. <laughs> he got his head blown up, and he's the one who can climb anything, apparently. Boy. That was his power. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Holden, let's keep the Marvel train going, huh? All right. Uh, you just talked about DC. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about James Gunn and and Guardians right, of the Galaxy well, and your transition streak just dead. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, darn it! <laughs> I was doing so well. Well, let's keep talking about um, movies that will or may not be good. Okay. Well, this one will be good. We got an Avengers Endgame trailer. Oh yeah, a couple weeks ago. That so we did. That's that's good. What did you think of it, Alden? I thought it was very good. You did? I, yeah. Well, so Avengers Endgame is like different than how I usually grade trailers. Part of it is probably bias, but also I think like it's just important that they get us hyped without showing anything mm-hmm. because this movie is undoubtedly just going to be like filled with like spoilers and twists and stuff. And so I think the way that they're doing it and the way they did it with this latest trailer was the way they should have done it. I think it was a decent trailer. I don't think it was the greatest trailer. I d- I haven't liked particularly loved either Endgame trailer as much as I really I loved the Infinity War trailer. Yeah. That got me really hyped. Um, I I I thought like not this is not to like dog on the trailer or anything, but it felt fan made to me. Yeah, just the beginning like the especially kind of felt just yeah. kind of it seemed kind of. Like, I don't think it was bad, but it just felt fan-made, which was weird. I agree. The beginning was kind of like one of those trailers that you see online that's like, ooh, Avengers Endgame trailer, but it's like two years before the movie comes (laughs) out or something. It's definitely not real. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I I think the second half, once it stopped doing, like, the old footage, more of seemed like an actual trailer. Yeah, I like this trailer more than the first one, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I do, too. I will give it a Brokaw. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a Brokaw too. I'm on a Brokaw streak today. There we go. See we just going. three, three for three in yeah. Brokaws. Well, we'll see. We got another trailer for another movie we're really anticipated about. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, coming out in July, I believe. End of July. I think, End of yeah. July. Uh, Holden, what were your thoughts on this trailer? I was less, and I was, I didn't like this trailer as much as you did. I, I yeah, because you saw it first, mm-hmm. and I asked you about it, and you're like, ah, oh, it's all right. And I saw it, and I, I really liked this trailer. I thought, I thought it was okay, I, and I guess I should say it was good. I don't know. I guess I, and I, I guess I know it's a teaser trailer technically. Much better but than the poster they 
Oh yeah, the poster's terrible. Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize this until I think like yesterday that other people were like, "This poster's terrible as well." So there, there was like a fan-made one that was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it up. Um, yeah, some fan like used images from the the teaser and then like redrew them or something. Yeah, and to like a clock. it looks really cool. So they should just use that <laughs> that one random fan's poster instead of just. It's so plain. It just was weird. It, it, yeah, it wasn't really it Tarantino. Fake. Yeah, it was bad. I I think Brad Pitt and Leo da, Leonardo da Vinci in Good this trailer. Leo. <laughs> I think they're both. I think they're both very good. I liked the glimpse that we saw of Charles Manson. Was that Manson. intentional? Yeah, it was okay. intentional. I, I know it's not Da Vinci. Don't worry. Um, but I I thought the glimpse of Charles Manson looked good. Um, I don't know. I I guess maybe I was just like really expecting a lot more than what we got. And I know it's not showing too much so far, but it's whatever. Do you think that interview at the beginning of the trailer will be part of the movie? I hope so. I think that'd be cool. It'd be interesting. I'm or not... it'd be cool if it was, that was just like promotional stuff, but they all do it in character. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, this goes back to the, the Deadpool 2 teasers with like the Bob Ross one and mm-hmm. then like the one where he's like the Superman parody where he goes in the uh, telephone booth. Um, I really like it when movies, um, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049 also did some of this stuff. Um, when movies don't just make trailers, they make these like teasers that aren't part of the movie, but Mm -hmm. they like perfectly promote and showcase what the movie is about and kind of the tone of the movie. So I think Deadpool 2 was the best one I've seen of this. Um, but like that way you don't give anything away about the movie, but you're also like, Hey, this is what you can expect, mm-hmm. like tonally, uh, from this movie. I agree. So. That stuff is cool. That means they put the extra work into it, and and then it's like they intentionally made it specifically for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a really big fan of that. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I so agree. I'm gonna give the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer a broga. I'm gonna give it a Bergeron, but you know Holden, what? Holden, what doesn't, the heck? It doesn't kill my hype for the movie. I'm okay. still super hyped, okay? okay. That, that's right. Holden, <laughs> let's keep talking about Quentin Tarantino movies, huh? Okay. So The Flash, <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Miller is rewriting a darker <laughs> script to try and keep the role for The Flash. I was really confused there for a second, <laughs> and then I realized you just lied to me. Um, yeah, I don't... He, so I, I guess like his contract for the role is ending soon. So he's trying to like pitch this movie. Like, I'm I'm sure they had some mediocre script written somewhere, and they were trying to pitch this movie, um, a better version of that, so he can keep his role and star in it. But we'll see. What do you think, I, Holden? I don't care. I don't either. I don't <laughs> want a Flash movie. I don't need a Flash movie. You know what? Didn't I'll particularly a... like Ezra Miller as the Flash. No, he was he was one in a movie that was already really just boring and dull and dumb. <laughs> he was one of the worst parts, just because like all his the line. I don't. He was okay, I guess himself, but like the script he was given was no, just so just... bad. I, like every line he had was a joke, and it was. 
none of the jokes landed. I would, the whole time I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's writing this script to be darker than originally. What do you think of that, Olden? That's a bad move. That is a bad move, I think. Especially for a Flash movie. Flash is like a light-hearted character anyway. Like, what are you what are you doing, Ezra Miller? This is a bombadil, yeah. I think. Shut up, Ezra. <laughs> God. Olden, HBO um, confirmed that the final four episodes of Game of Thrones will each be approximately an hour and 20 minutes. That's too short. Too short. I think so. An hour and 20 minutes each? Well, that's shorter than what they were originally guessing they were going to be. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. They were saying 90 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I I saw the lengths for these episodes, and I was like, that seems way too short for me. That's like a movie. It's like bare minimum length for a movie. That's a very short movie. That's like the longest Black Mirror episode. Okay. So. What? It, well, how long is USS Callister? Uh, I don't like an hour and it's like a full movie. Yeah, it's like an hour yeah. and a half or something. It's it's around like an hour and twenty minutes. Okay, that's like a full movie. They're basically ending the show with four movies. I it still seems so short for me. That's, I, I don't know. I like with everything they have to wrap up in six episodes, four of which are only an hour and 20 minutes, and the other two are like standard length Game of Thrones episodes. That's just, I, I think they need more. Well, I, I agree that the final two seasons should have been, they wanted to cut them down, but like, the the uh, screen, um, or the showrunners, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, wanted felt that the seasons should be shorter but they just ended up cramming a lot of stuff mm-hmm. into a very short amount of time. Which, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. If they pull I it off, ex- great. But I'm, I want them to prove me I wrong. Think, I think the good news here is that HBO has confirmed that the final four episodes are twi- or, uh, 50% longer than the average Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a broca. I'm going to give it... A bombadil. This might be the first time we've gone on the, the complete heck? opposite ends. Why did you give this a bomb? A bombadil? <laughs> yeah. What if it? It would be a bombadil if it was four fifty-minute episodes to end the show. Yeah, that would be an extra bombadil. An extra bombadil. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. Wow. Let's keep going. How dare you? How dare you get mad at HBO and Game of Thrones? They've only provided you with happiness. Except for when I watched The Leftovers and then I got really sad, but... Okay. <laughs> hey, hold on. You see Black Klansman? Uh, yeah. And Denzel Washington? Yeah. It's his kid who yeah, stars in that movie. That is his kid. Well, he is going to star, apparently, in Christopher Christopher Nolan's next film, which nobody knows anything about. I saw that. I also saw someone else was in it. Did you get that down? No. Uh, oh, I, there was someone else that was announced to be in it, too. Yeah. Uh, I can look at it here. Christopher Nolan. No, keep talking. Okay. Well, so... Entertain the people. Of course, I'm like... I'm excited because it's a Chris Nolan movie. And then Denzel Washington's kid and that one... Elizabeth Debicki and Robert Pattinson? Oh, yeah, that's right. Robert Pattinson was the one I saw. Wow. Uh, but... I mean, he he was 
Denzel Washington's. I I can't. I don't remember his name. I'm just referring to him as Denzel Washington's kid. Oh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Okay, John David Washington was very good in Black Klansman, mm-hmm. so that has me excited. Um, Robert Pattinson. That's interesting. He's a he's a really good actor when he's not in Twilight. So I I'm kind of. That's that's good, I guess. Elizabeth Debicki is. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'll give it a broca. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a broca uh, too. The film is described as a massive, innovative action blockbuster. So cool. Like all his other movies, <laughs> but hopefully good. Um, Olden, let's keep the DC streak going. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, the producer of it said that they don't consider the film a sequel. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that works because it literally takes place after the first one. And it's still Gal Gadot. So, there you go. (laughs) Okay. That's stupid. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the movie itself, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like mildly excited for it because I I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. Um, But I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that news like a, that's a that's a I was about to say Broca. That's a Bombadil. That's stupid. I'm gonna say a Bertrand. I I don't care what you call it. Just make a good movie. You know, it's, yeah. it. We'll we'll see what it's. We'll try to understand where she's coming from when we eventually. Yeah, you see know this what? Movie. She could be right. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it's good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it stands on its own. Maybe that's what she's saying. It's yeah. not really connected. Like all good sequels stand on their own. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Just throwing Infinity it out there. Infinity War was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taika Watiti is going to voice IG88 <laughs> in the Mandalorian what? live action TV show. I did for not Disney's hear that. new streaming service. It's like, get you excited, Holden? Yeah. That does ha- that does get me excited. I mean, I know it's Wait, so IG88 is like a bounty hunter. Yeah. Taika Waititi is like a funny guy, right? Yeah. So he's going to be like a funny bounty hunter. He might be. I don't know. I never I never Okay, so IG88 is like the tall droid yeah. with like a very cylindrical kind of head. He's got a cool design and I think that's why people like really like him, but he doesn't I mean he doesn't really do anything in the movies. So. And doesn't he like die? Dude, I, think, like, I don't know. He's, he I'm pretty dies. sure there's like a shot where he's just kind of off to the side in Bespin, like in Cloud City. He like dies. when um when Chewie like goes to get C-3PO and like put him back together or whatever I'm pretty sure there's like him just laying against a wall it's like scrap metal like kind oh, of maybe. implying that he was taken out by Boba Fett oh I, I believe I don't know I just know he was my favorite bounty hunter to play as in Lego Star Wars 2 the original saga. Yeah, he had a bazooka thing, right? Well, he had the all the bounty hunters had the, like the grenades. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. he just had a blaster, like most of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he had the grenades. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm gonna give this a Roka. Yep. Same here. Holden, you you a fan of the Conjuring cinematic universe? Um. <laughs> depends. The Nun is your favorite movie. Yeah. Well. I haven't seen any of the Annabelle movies. Um, I've you, seen the second one, which you, is technically a prequel. And, how, and you said it was, it was okay. All right, I've better heard it's than the nine. Right. 
probably <laughs> a lot of things are better than the nun. Um, well, the title of Annabelle three will be Annabelle's come Annabelle <laughs> Annabelle comes home. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of that <laughs> title? Um, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give it a verge run. Is that is that like implying that maybe it'll it'll escape the 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 whatchamacallits, the main characters of the Conjuring movies, and then go back home. Well, it's, is it a prequel? I don't, I don't know. Again? Aren't they all the Annabelle movies prequels to the Conjuring? Each Annabelle movie claims that it's the true story as to how Annabelle the spirit actually gets into the doll, but I don't think either of them really tell, so it could just be another prequel claiming that. <laughs> so that, nothing like that description to get you excited. Yeah. So what's your rating on this one? Hold on. Uh, Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah, I don't really care. Nothing like ending the Tom segment with a couple Bergerons. Moon <laughs> pay. What a time to be alive. Holden, today is March twenty third. 2019 as of when we're recording this yeah it is is a good is it a good time to be alive it is a good time to be alive it is a good time to be alive unless you're a bunch of 43 giant crumbling presidential heads in a virginia field that was the result of a failed like national monument the heck there okay so (laughs) in in croker virginia there are 40, like, so 43, so everybody except Obama and Trump, um, there are, like, 43 of these busts of American presidents, and they're all 18 to 20 feet tall. They're massive. Yeah, geez. They're huge, of every president up and t- uh, through George Bush. And <laughs> they're just, like, it just didn't work out, I guess. I don't know why this would have failed. It seems like a reasonably fine idea yeah um so the the park the monument park literally went bust as a lot of the articles (laughs) about it (laughs) like to bust like like, get it because they're busts (laughs) they're giant busts um (laughs) uh but so it's interesting because now they're like apparently there were like gofundmes or something to try to revitalize this park we'll see how those go but I think it's just an interesting thing. <laughs> Funny, uh, a couple of fun facts about it. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, he, his um, bust got damaged, so there's actually like a hole in the back of his head where Ooh, he got shot. That, that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan got struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. I want to see this now. I do, too. That, like... That reminds me of when I talked about that abandoned Santa Claus amusement park. Yeah. I just like abandoned shit. I like weird (laughs) abandoned shit. I want to see that. But it's just, it's one of those cool places that's like, why have I never heard of this? You know? Yeah. But, so, look up images of this. It's in Virginia. Look up just presidential heads in (laughs) Virginia. Crumbling, destroyed (laughs) presidential heads. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln with a hole in his back of his head. (laughs) Um, I think listeners out there, feel free to build a monument towards us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, we deserve it. So <laughs> we're probably the best content you listen to on a weekly basis. So yeah. Well, what a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> yep. What a time to be alive.
So, Alden, it is your turn to do the random segment. Oh, yes. I'm kind of excited for this. Which is Actually, it risk. could just go completely bad this if is... you know too much about it. So, this is this is an interactive one. Okay. Do you have your 5 yuan bill with you? I, I do, I think. All right. We're going to hold up while he puts it on literally on the table. Yep. Here it is. I got it. All right. That's it. I'm crinkling it for you audience members it's there it's got a it's got a picture of a waterfall and uh, Mao Zedong on the other side and Mao Zedong's on the front just like every other bill yep it's got some flowers it's got it's got a nice design it's a nice it's a nice bill it's cool it's pretty cool anyway Jimmy what do you know about Florida man Florida <laughs> Florida man Florida man yeah nothing <laughs> all right that's good so Florida man is this interesting figure that comes up in the news quite often where florida man does a lot of crazy things let me give you an example of something florida man has done before oh boy so um the anticipation is killing me <laughs> Why would all right. you, of all the states Florida. Flor well, Flor this is an, a popular internet trend right now, so I Since, figure we'll jump okay. on that. Since we don't have any listeners from Florida, I'm assuming, yeah. so far, as of right now, Florida is pretty <laughs> mediocre. Like, you have <laughs> Disney World and Universal and nothing else. See, I, okay? think the, I think these headlines are going to prove why Florida is just kind of a weird place. Uh, here's an example of one that is, is real. A uh, Florida man pauses police chase to rehydrate with stolen Capri Sun. Says smoking crack makes him thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> is he like try? Is he like a vigilante? What is? Uh, uh, this or is does another. Or he just do random things? Uh, this is another one. Florida man ripped urinal from restaurant bathroom wall. Ran away naked into woods. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for you listeners who These haven't caught the superhero, on. <laughs> not the superhero Florida needs, but the superhero Florida deserves. For for those of you who aren't who haven't caught on, including maybe Jimmy, Florida Man isn't one person. It's just a new it's just in the news a headline where they say like a Florida man did this. So but it's become this internet trend. Lame. Absolutely lame. <laughs> But uh, it's this internet trend uh, for people to just kind of look up these absurd headlines because there are some pretty wacky ones out there. And so my game for you today, Jimmy, is I'm going to give you 10 headlines. And for each one, you have to guess whether it's real or it's not real. Okay. Well, um, I subscribe to the subreddit, not the onion. Okay. So that, that also deals with absurd headlines. Do you so, see Florida Man ones a lot? I don't see Florida Man ones. All right. So you might be surprised for some of these. All right. So uh, let's let's start out with one of the more tame ones. Uh, Florida Man dares cop to tase him. Cop proceeds to tase him. <laughs> <laughs> this is true or false? Yeah, true or false. I think that is true i feel like i've seen that it's false dang it how many are these are there <laughs> there's 10 there's 10 so well, how many do i have to get right you have to get six right what the heck i always do an odd number man and then you just get the majority okay whatever well i'm doing majority still yeah it's you're just rigging this against me all right okay. actually no you know what i have 11 here because i put an extra so yeah. we're going to 11 i'll you do 11 me, i yeah 
I'll do 11. Or how about that? Okay. <laughs> um, so I let's... felt like I've seen this article, though. Maybe it's just not Maybe under it's Florida. Maybe it's not Florida. Yeah. Man. I felt, I feel like I saw that. Okay. So. Well, you know what? I, this is based off my research, so could be wrong. So wait, so are the fake ones ones you just made up? The like, fake ones are ones I made up. Okay. Uh, for all I know, they could be real, but <laughs> based on my research, they were not real. Um, and I could see you <laughs> you telling a cop to tase you <laughs> and getting tased. I'm, I'm going to try to go from... I, I don't have these in a specific order, but I'm going to try to... Increasing. I'm going to try to go great. Yeah. Um... Man, this one's going to be whack that you think this is the second most tame one. Florida man purchases gun, shoots off big toe five minutes later. Oh, man. It sounds like it's real, but then it also sounds like it could be made up. So I'm and gonna it sucks because I'm a journalism major, so I know how to write headlines. Yeah. Uh, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, supposedly. I'm going to say this one is real. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> it is not real. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. <laughs> on the upside on the upside, you're going to have learned a lot about <laughs> I, yeah. these headlines. This is this show is all about learning, education, growing as a person. Okay. Um <laughs> this one's pretty good. Um let's do oh wait, no. Let's do this one. Um Florida man asks for help looking for his 18-foot banana. True. That is true. Okay. On the board. Good job. You're on the board now. You're one for three. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any background to this, or is that just the headline? Uh, I I went up and I looked up an article on some of the craziest Florida man headlines. I didn't actually read most of the articles, but it did did provide a picture of a man with an (laughs) 18-foot long banana um and it had a wanted it, it was like wanted so that was kind of cool um <laughs> was it a real banana or was it like a i can't think, be a real i don't banana, think it was right? a real banana. it's got to be like a sculpture thing yeah okay uh let's do hmm okay florida man tries to leave antique bookstore with 500 dollars worth of books in a basket tries to leave bookstore with $500 worth of antique books in a basket? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it an antique bookstore? or is it I said antique bookstore. It tries to leave antique bookstore okay. with $500 worth of books. You see, I don't listen to you, <laughs> <laughs> which is the problem here. I'm going to say that's... I feel like that's too mundane for you to make up, so I'm going to say it's true. Nope, it's false. <laughs> Why didn't you make up a funnier situation? <laughs> Dang it. I have to get... I can't believe I'm getting you at this. Okay. Oh. Um, that's okay. I'm one for I, four. This is going about as well as my March Madness bracket. That's, that's okay. okay. I uh, there's These are progressively just getting weirder, so I, that's about the last kind of mundane one. Um, Your lack of creativity... But I, the one, the rest of the ones I have made up are pretty creative. Okay, um, that's good. So, Florida man climbs on playground equipment to tell children where babies come from. <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> two for five. Okay. And then no back, nothing more on that one? No, not really. <laughs> it showed a picture of the guy, and it looked like the kind of guy who would do that. So <laughs> it's what you expect. <laughs> um, okay. Florida man steals BMW after he's told he can't buy it with food stamps. <laughs> true. That is true. Yes. Good job. Three for six. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How uh, many food stamps do you think he had? Two. <laughs> what are you saying? I can't buy this BMW with two food stamps. <laughs> um. Okay, let's do... Florida man arrested for egging houses and claiming, quote-unquote, it's so damn hot I was trying to cook some eggs. That's false. That is false. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Four, for, four for seven. All I right. saw right through yeah. that one, Holden. Okay. That that was too much of your own voice in it. I could tell that you wrote that. Okay. Fine. Whatever. The other ones? Uh, you did a good do... job deceiving me. That's good. Um. Were there four left? There are four left. And I'm, I'm need just to trying get to decide. Two. I'm to need to get two. Four. I've gotten the last three, four. Three. I've gotten the last three right. Yeah. Uh, Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw giant radar penis. Can you repeat that? Can you repeat that line? Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw giant radar penis. Hmm. I'm going to say that that one is false it's true oh, okay <laughs> yep but what's like what's the point of that does it like does it track your ra i thought radar it just was like it you showed up and it I just think showed it where tracks you were. it it kind of showed does a it draw of it? like a line here it? i'll pull up a picture of it um <laughs> i think it was the first one on this list i looked up so or it was close to the front and top oh here it is okay so i mean i guess what else would you do if you had a private jet yeah right fly it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> boom rusted okay um let's do florida man says he danced on patrol car in order to escape vampires hmm you are a dancer holden very good one what i said you are a dancer a very good one. Oh, thank you thank you i'm also a great dancer we are equally yeah, we are equally as good at dancing as equally good at dancing um and innovative yeah dancers at that yeah sometimes it gets rid of vampires so i'm gonna say this one is oh man i'm gonna say true that is true okay good job <laughs> Woo Woo man five for nine all right. One oh, jeez. Wait, are you at five? I'm at five, man. Oh man. I've got four of the last five. Christ. Here it is. This this bad boy's staying with me. I gotta get one of the next two. I'm undefeated in these All right. segments so far. Two and zero. Oh. Okay. Florida man picked up by Coast Guard claims he was trying to swim to Cuba and end the commies. And <laughs> end the commies. Yes. Is that the, is that it the it was in quotes, yeah. In the quotes, end the commies. I'm going to say it's true. 
Nope. Dang it. <laughs> Florida man. Oh, man. We're literally down uh, to the wire on every, this one. Every random segment has come down to the last one. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. All right, I think we each need to have one hand. One. Okay. Or we, okay, so we both have a hand on the bill. And my movement will determine whether it's true or false, or whether you are right or wrong, I guess I should okay. say. Okay. You either let go of it or you take it away from me? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. High so stakes. this one, this one is probably the, the wildest one. So... Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive-thru window. (laughs) I'm going to say, do you have a location? Florida. (laughs) It's Florida. Well, it says Florida, man. (laughs) Florida. The Florida Gators. I have that background knowledge. Okay. Good job. (laughs) Wendy's. Probably a Wendy's in Florida. Yeah. That that checks out. <laughs> so we're two for two. So I'm going to say it's true. Ah, yes. Gosh. The five UN stays with me. God damn it. I also wanted it to be true because I wanted someone to throw an alligator or a crocodile, whatever, a gator through the drive through window of Wendy's. Yep. Did you look up any background on this? Uh, No, I did not. I why? Think that one, why what did I not? What sends a person to, to do this? <laughs> um, here. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I guess I can't click on the link right now. But yep, it it was a true headline. This there segment may come back in, in the future, oh, so boy. don't read Florida Man headlines. Okay, I won't. All right. Well, good job, Holden. Thank you. Uh, although I'm I'm still undefeated. Yeah. There you go. Do you hear that? That's the sound of victory. That sound of Mouse Tong's face rubbing up against the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll conclude this very special episode of Random Segment. Yes. Holden, we need to talk about us. What did I do? (laughs) Was it frankly? Frankly, you just haven't been there for me when I needed you. Oh, I'm sorry. But you were there. At the movie, Us, that we both went to see and that we're going to review right now. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Us were. Us were there. <laughs> <laughs> Along with our good friend, Joe Lust. Joe Lust, the man, the, myth, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Lust. Does he exist? We don't even know ourselves. Figure that one out. <laughs> so, Jimmy... Yes. You always you always ask my opinion first, but I'm going to ask your opinion first. What did you think of the movie Us? I think starring Jordan Peele. Okay, so if <laughs> starring Jordan, not starring Jordan Peele. Directed, written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele, yes. I believe, for his credits. So going into this year, this was my fourth most anticipated movie on the list on my uh, of 2019. Um, so. Basically, it was the, my most anticipated movie that wasn't Star Wars, wasn't Endgame, and wasn't Quentin Tarantino's next film. So that's saying a lot. And this movie did not disappoint at all because I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. And good, I like it wasn't exactly what I was expecting it to be, which is interesting. But I found myself just blown away by the writing of this movie particularly Mm -hmm. and some of the performances i think jordan peele just absolutely knocked it out of the park and has established it has established himself as like the like 
go-to guy for this genre that he's kind of that has resurfaced of like the sci-fi i don't know like sci-fi but like just kind of like the quirky kind of twilight zone black mirror sort of genre that's resurfaced lately yeah his like all of his movies feel like extended twilight zone episodes almost um i agree i thought this movie was very very good um i i like it the more i think about it I agree. With uh, that. I want to go and revisit it and see if I like it even more. Then, but I, yeah, the more it kind of sits with me, the more I like it. The performances were some of the best, or maybe the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. nearly everyone was really good. Ooh, okay. We'll have to talk, figure out who you didn't like in the movie. Well, I can just say right now, the people I didn't like were they were only in it for like ten seconds, but were the two daughters of the other family. Oh yeah, they were pretty they were bad, but like they weren't important. I guess, yeah, I know. Like the story, they were hardly in it. Yeah, yeah. And when when my, such minor characters like that are the only ones that bothered me, it was. Yeah, I guess like eh, now that you mentioned it, I'm like yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Didn't make a difference to me. But everyone else. Especially the main one. What I don't know how to pronounce her name. Lupita Nyong'o. Sure, there we go. Uh, very, very good. She was amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like thinking back through this movie, she is just so good as playing herself, um, Adelaide, who's the main character, and then like her um, counterpart, who is part of like the the home evasion team. Mm-hmm. Um, Red, I believe, is that yeah, character's Red. name. She is just absolutely great at both of them. And if she doesn't get any recognition by the Academy, like if she does not get nominated for an Academy Award, like that is just kind of ridiculous. And as far as I'm concerned, she is the front runner right now. I'm sure she's going to have other contenders, but like Mm -hmm. what a performance. I mean, so good. I I found it uh, interesting. I mean, I'd seen her in other things, but apparently... She won an Oscar for being in 12 Years a Slave. Okay. Um, and that was the first movie she'd ever been in. I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. I haven't either. Best Picture winner, right? Yeah. But I thought, I, I was like, wow, she's a very, very she's talented actress. Very good. Yeah. She's excellent and really, really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. I And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more in spoilers, but uh, remembering, like, kind of hindsight, a lot of things that happened in the movie are kind of some of the performance stuff is made even better by the ending i think mm-hmm. so um and i think it's i think it's just um just a testament to her acting ability that she stole the show in this movie that was really full of great performances mm-hmm. so yeah winston duke great winston duke was really funny yes he was he was well, i mean a great dad mm-hmm. he'd be cool i'd be cool with him being my dad <laughs> even though i love my dad sorry scott <laughs> does your dad listen to the podcast he does listen to the podcast oh, that's good i'm pretty sure my dad's not listening to this all right dad i want you to listen to my podcast <laughs> why don't you support me <laughs> um oh. yeah he was great mm-hmm. i i really liked his character i think the both kids were pretty good i thought the the boy was particularly mm-hmm. good in both his roles and then the parents but of the other he, family yeah uh yeah they were great Mm-hmm. I think, and what the, uh, was asked of them. Especially Elizabeth Moss, which I'm watching her in Handmaid's Tale right now. Very, very different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's This is one of those movies because it's just, it's weird, like, 
it's kind of like the less you know about it going in, I think the better. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's hard yeah. to do a, a non-spoiler review of it, um, which uh, you can and just talk about how great certain aspects of it. But like you just well, like if you like um, I know some people like to listen to our spoiler reviews, even if they haven't seen the movie. But mm-hmm. like for this movie, go out and see this movie. Like, yeah, you do not want to have this movie spoiled for you before you go see it plot wise we're probably not going to really talk about much at all in our non-spoiler but uh we can cover other aspects um one thing we should talk about is maybe cinematography Mm -hmm. i think there were some like overall i don't think this movie's like outstanding it's not like blade runner 2049 or something like that but like it's very solid there are a couple shots um one in the beginning uh the beginning sequence where like um it's a young Adelaide and she's on the beach and she's looking at this like um, she's at like this amusement park and she's looking at this like light lit up thing that I thought was mm-hmm. especially like really aesthetically pleasing but just some of the shot selections I think enhanced the eeriness of the movie um, I, th- or I was going to say I think my, my favorite shots occur during my favorite part of the movie which is the end climax of the movie I think <laughs> that part is mm-hmm just really well shot it's um, great that kind of makes me don't want to talk about the editing a little bit mm-hmm. do you want to say anything else about cinematography uh not really i just kind of agree a lot of the i, I mean if you've seen the trailer a lot of the shots from the trailer are in this and they look great too um and similar types of things throughout but yeah, yeah. i didn't like there were a couple times where i thought yeah it looked really good but like i wouldn't say the cinematography was like anything yeah, no. to like write home about it's not Ro- it's not roger deakins no it's not roger deakins but the editing of this movie i thought was really good especially towards the end mm-hmm. i like the the ending of this movie is just i think it's fantastic and yeah. makes the movie um do you have anything to add to that uh not really editing wise no but i agree that like i think the last half hour of the movie's some of the maybe the best part okay yeah let's talk about another strength of this movie the soundtrack oh yeah soundtrack um i it's i guess it's not really a spoiler if we're talking so much about soundtrack but i was really surprised how much they utilized like the trailer song i did too i was too which i was happy about because it's such a great remix of the of yeah five on it i i uh I've been listening to the soundtrack since and I like I on Spotify I have like a movie soundtracks playlist and like the whole like cut of that remix at the end of the movie I have it saved on my playlist now um but yeah it's it that that song in particular is great but I think all of it just like matches the movie so well a lot of it like a lot of it's not like typical horror movie-esque there's not there's some like strings kind of sting stuff i guess but it's not overbearing like a lot of horror movies have yeah there um there are some choir elements or choir yeah, pieces that's right. i yeah. what did you think about those because it like um the the whole like title sequence of this movie is is um that's kind of the background music of that mm-hmm. i kind of thought it was a, a little jarring at first but I think as the movie went on, it like okay, yeah, this this fits. The whole a whole like title sequence of the movie reminded me a lot of the Hateful Eight, both in terms yep, of yep. Both it's in just terms of soundtrack and like just shot. the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I thought that was I thought the choir music there was 
fine. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great soundtrack, great performances. I think just the I think the best part of this movie is the writing though, and how mm-hmm. how Jordan Peele does such a great job balancing ambigu- ambiguity with the right amount of answers mm-hmm. to really satisfy your because he it's like he poses all these questions and he answers just the right amount of them where he doesn't answer all of them and it, and not just because he ignores them but he wants he intentionally leaves them ambiguous which i think is such a strong suit of this film because you can interpret it in more than one way and I mm-hmm. think be completely legitimate in, in your interpretation. Yeah, I think the exposition dump um, that we get towards the end of the movie, originally I wasn't, I didn't like it that much, but I think just with like I things agree. we yeah. learn later on. It fits more. It fits yeah. more. Um, yeah, I think there was some information towards the end, like kind of about like who are these people why are they here it's like un, a little unnecessary mm-hmm. um but other bits of information are just enough that mm-hmm. just just kind of like oh okay that I, makes sense i think some people some people i've seen on the internet kind of prefer would have preferred if it was completely ambiguous but i'm like i'm happier with this than if we knew nothing about who the doppelgangers were yeah um anything else you want to say before we give our rating um no that's pretty good i think i am gonna give this a sky's the limit amigo oh yeah which is like maybe my highest rating i think this movie was really 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 good I'm tempted to throw the M word out there, the masterpiece word out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holden, I'm, this is a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Really? Yeah. Or very close. Like, I'm 9.75 out of 10. I think mine's like a 9 out of 10. Um, and that's not necessarily that I think a whole lot's wrong with it or anything, but I, I don't know. I guess maybe it just didn't reach quite masterpiece level for me. Um, but I'm going to give it like a, like a hot soup. Uh, <laughs> like... It's very good, like a good hot soup. So that's my rating <laughs> for it. So, all right, you ready to dive into spoilers? Heck yeah! Okay, Holden, what do you think this movie meant? What do you think Jordan Beale was going for? All right, well, I found an article that tried to explain some of it. I'm gonna pull it up, and I'm going to read through some of it, and we can discuss some of it. I think that's some of the best. One of the it's on oh, GameSpot. Okay, because I I saw they had a video out. I, it's not I, a video. No, they have a video it. version of this article out. On okay. Um, and I didn't watch it yet. I had sent my watch later. I watched a couple of vi- I watched a few videos of people's interpretations. I read a couple articles. Okay. So did you did you have any idea about the rabbits? Did you hear anything about the rabbits? Um. So one of the things maybe I missed, but like one of the pre- one of the people said, how, like they were, the rabbits were like there for like the sustenance of the doppelgangers. Yeah, they were. Okay, I did not. I missed that. I must okay. have just not been. Yeah, you, there's there's one shot like at the one point in the movie where you, you can see him eating. Okay, like a I, dead rabbit. I but they just also completely it. missed that. Okay, um, so. Is it like an Alice in Wonderland reference or something? That's one of the things that this article says, like down the rabbit hole kind of thing. Um, But this article also mentions this really interesting story that I'm not sure I didn't know anything about. I'm going to ask you if you know about it. Do you know anything about Rabbit Island in Japan? No. Okay. 
So I'm going to read what this article says. Um, so there's an, ar an island off the coast of Japan named Usagi-jima, or Rabbit Island, that is famous for being overrun with rabbits. It's all pretty cute until you look at how and why they all got there. The island used to be a chemical weapons manufacturing plant back in World War II, which kept rabbits as test subjects for deadly toxins like mustard gas. And when the Americans took the island, they thought they killed the remaining rabbits, but some survived the coal and went on to breed and overtake the island with an otherwise completely unchecked population. An experimental group left abandoned and forgotten, growing in numbers and in isolated areas, a pretty clear, clear thematic link to the story of the tethering. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That was I. I read that. I was like, well, nothing else. That's a cool, interesting story. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't that's, know. That's mostly what it talks about is like Alice in Wonderland and that thing. It's interesting connection. What yeah. else did that article have to say about like? Is there like? Do they have like an interpretation of what the ending meant of this movie? Um, I think it might, but I'm I'm just kind of going through bit, bit by bit. Um, we can just touch on this. The uh, the uh, actually let's not do that so the scissors I think scissors are probably the most clear symbolism mm -hmm. in the movie I think obvious there's there's actually a couple interpretations of it there you can I bet you picked up on this but I mean like you could just interpret it as like them cutting themselves away from like the tethered cutting themselves away from their real yeah. world counterparts or whatever and just like the whole duality theme throughout the movie yeah scissors are dual they they coexist, you know. Yeah, scissors are two knives together, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, that's pretty much what it says. Um, you want to talk about like what the tethered are? In what like what just you, like what like in think? terms of the movie, like what they are, like what I think they are. Well, like what did you think about like the reveal of what they were? So, like, the movie kind of goes into, like, they're this government yeah. experiment. Did it ever explain why the government was doing it? I, it was That I was one of the things where I was, like, I didn't need that piece of information. Like, I didn't need to know, like, the government was behind this whole operation thing. Uh, well, it, Unless it, it yeah. connects to some, what, Jordan Peele's messages, but I didn't. I don't know, because it's, like, it's... They, they said essentially it's a government cloning project um, and... But like, the, why would the government want to clone? I don't know. That's where... I, that that bit of information lost me a little bit. Um, you had mentioned when we talked about it before, like, you're trying to, like, determine, like, why the kids were still, like, really linked to each other. The yeah, boys. so one of the observations I made while I was watching the movie was that the youngest boy was he could still kind of control like or his his counterpart um his doppelganger was still kind of mirroring him what was it, mm -hmm. pluto or something pluto yeah. yeah he was like mirroring him more um than obviously uh adelaide's counterpart or doppelganger and um i forget the end what was the dad's name his counterpart was abraham uh i can't remember i can't that. remember his his name but like they that was interesting so like the younger they were it was like they were they were more shaped by or they could still be shaped if they switched um places i think is mm -hmm. kind of like what jordan was going for or what peel was going for yeah um 
I, I don't I'm, I'm not sure what quite to make of that yet I think just the kids were still connected because they were so young I, I like that's what kind of what this article touches on I don't think there's really like necessarily any super deep meaning behind that besides the fact that they just like maybe Pluto was just uh-huh. young yeah. enough he hadn't separated I guess so I think one of the big points that I think you can get out of this no no matter like where you take this interpretation is that Peel is definitely um, pro-nurture versus pro-nature here mm-hmm. um, because obviously the twist at the end that um, the Adelaide we've been following the whole time is actually the doppelganger version of her, the tethered version of her um, is which one is a great twist and really makes the movie which is really interesting and makes you want to see it a second time mm-hmm um, but it also shows that the like uh, the real world Adelaide was capable of becoming what the tethered Adelaide turned into red, and the tethered version of Adelaide it turned into what like a normal everyday person. Yeah. In the real world, so one of the things I talked about um, was like the government couldn't like recreate the soul or something. Yeah, they were born without a soul, and that's why they're connected. I think is the idea why they're connected to their uh, real world counterparts. And, but then Adelaide kind of had got a soul when she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some, there's some sort of significance behind that, that she was capable of be turning into the person she was. I, th- and I that think- and that the real world Adelaide was capable of turning into the, the tethered version of herself based on the experiences they went through yeah. and the outside influences they've had they had on their lives. I think they were just born without a soul, quote unquote, because they just had terrible conditions. Yeah. And I like, think that's what Peel is trying to indicate. And yeah. whether those conditions are supposed to be representative of like possibly like socioeconomic conditions, like is this what you would look like if you had the opportunities and the right influences in your life and this is what you could look like when you were in the worst conditions possible maybe peel is trying to showcase how you know every like everyone can be molded by the conditions they were in Mm -hmm. and the influences around them and that you could be the greatest person now but had you been born into different conditions and grew up completely different situation you could be a completely different person yeah i think that's one of the i think that's some of the clear symbolism just in the movie i think especially based on the twist that's Mm -hmm. yeah i think you're right what did you think of the twist uh did you see it coming? I, I did at the beginning of the movie, and then it went too long, and I didn't think it was actually going to happen, and then it happened. <laughs> so it still kind of surprised me um, to an extent. Once it like started doing that flashback again, I'm like, okay, that, that's where this is going. Um, but... Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. Um, it, re- it really lends a whole new perspective to the rest of the movie. Uh, thinking back, like reasons why Adelaide wouldn't have wanted to go back to the beach Mm -hmm. um the whole thing with her like kind of going back to her more primal instincts when she uh yeah killed the other tethered yeah I think we should talk about just some of the subtle cues that Peel gives Mm -hmm. the one not going back which you know makes sense but then like the 
the real Adelaide who became the tethered version, um, how she was the only one who could speak English, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Her, like, voice was, like, damaged because, like, the red, like, grabbed her and, like, choked her. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and then the whole scene when um, uh, Adelaide is, like, killing, finishing off one of the the tethered peop- uh, sisters and the sun catches her doing that. She kind of becomes more primal. Um, and then after she kills uh, red... She has that like kind of crazed laugh, and I think, uh, yeah, let's or the and, crazed breathing a little bit. Yeah, and that shot's in the trailer. <laughs> it is the sh- of Adelaide killing Red. It is. Yeah. I didn't even re- remember that. Yeah, that's at the end of the movie. I because I, I I went back and rewatched the trailer um, after I saw this movie. Like then, like just an hour after I saw the movie. I watched it, and the very last shot of the trailer is her like screaming or whatever, with her with her handcuffs around Red's neck, and like oh. you can see it there. And I'm like, I did not pick up on that. No, I didn't. it's it's funny how many like quote unquote spoilers were in the trailer, and you just like, didn't even realize it. I was surprised, like literally, except for one shot, everything was in, everything in the trailer, and that was just a different take. Everything in the trailer was in the movie mm-hmm. uh the there was a different take when winston duke is like oh you want to get crazy we'll get crazy yeah that was different um but everything else was in the movie and i was really surprised especially with just how much he like technically gave away without saying anything mm-hmm. um the twist of this movie so i cannot one of the things I would ask is that I really like the twist because I didn't I didn't see it coming. I guess I don't really. I probably should have. Uh, at the beginning, no, I just thought she was traumatized, but it makes sense now because the girl didn't talk and yeah, yeah, all that. It just like I should have saw it coming, you know. Whatever. I'm glad I didn't though. I think it made the movie a lot better and the and the ending more like oh my gosh, this makes sense and crazy and all that. Mm-hmm. Um. And it also, like, the the hints were like, oh, maybe she is, maybe, like, I, when she finished off that one girl, um, one of the twins or whatever, of the, the white family, and she started getting kind of crazed up, I was like, is, I, I, at first I was like, um, is Jordan Peele kind of showing that we aren't very different? And Holden's starting to eat now. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit's next. I don't have, I forgot food, so I'm just eating what was in my backpack. Some more fruit snacks this week. Keep going. Um, I thought people was maybe like, look, we're, we aren't actually that much different. I like when it comes down to just being humans. And then I thought that this, like the family was going to think that one of them was uh, one of their doppelgangers mm-hmm. and that was going to become a thing. I'm kind of glad it didn't go down that way. Yeah, I am too. I'm also uh, glad that I was really worried that like when the sun wandered off at the beginning he was going to get replaced or something when he wandered off and he saw the one dude with the blood on his hands oh yeah I was really worried he was going to get replaced or something because he like he like doesn't mention that event which is kind of weird yeah no he kind of you don't you yeah I figured something maybe would happened that we didn't see happen because it all went on took place off screen but now that you mention it, yeah, no, he doesn't go back to that. Um, 
do you think they should have left it that peel should have left it ambiguous at the end whether she was the replacement or not no because mm, I don't know I like ambiguous endings and this doesn't ex- this movie doesn't explain everything oh sorry I gotta dig out fruit snacks for my teeth um yeah it doesn't explain everything but I think I like it when a movie explains a certain amount and like especially this whole like mystery that we've been like kind of going through this whole movie I didn't want it to end on just another thing that we didn't know I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess, and in, in maybe I'm just like giving an exception here, but I wanted. I, I'm okay with knowing that. Um, I I think I could see it either way. I think I would have liked it either way. Um, I've um, uh, consider if like she kind of showcased that she was similar to red at the end kind of like how she did like you saw it a couple times earlier mm-hmm. maybe she like the movie ends with kind of her doing that like <laughs> like laugh or like uh oh wow. the just kind of like to and then end with that just to be like it she's could be like the but she doesn't necessarily have to be and then you have like a whole range of like interpretations beyond that um but i think clearly saying it that it was a twist i'm i think it worked in this regard mm-hmm. i i don't think it needed to be an ambiguous ending i think the movie was <laughs> ambiguous enough within itself yeah. that this worked and an ambiguous ending could have worked but i think this one definitely worked mm-hmm. uh anything else you want to add no we've talked about it for a while i think we're good i think we are too definitely um I, you want to watch this movie again? Yeah. I think it, it deserves a second watch as well. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Holden? Other than eating a granola bar. Mm. Swiveling and around in a, in a wheelchair. No. Not a wheelchair. Ro- roller chair. <laughs> Holden, what happened? <laughs> I lost use of both of my legs. When I went and saw us, I got hit in the shins. <laughs> By a baseball bat. By a baseball bat. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Do you um, watch any movies or anything? Hmm. Last couple weeks? It's been a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, it has been a couple weeks. Um. Yeah, let me lay it down. Um. So, let's see. I watched a couple movies. I've watched In Bruges. Very, very good. good very good movie mm-hmm. um martin mcdonough is the writer and director of that mm-hmm. who was who is the guy who wrote three billboards outside of ebbing missouri and also seven psychopaths yeah i also watched edge of 17 which is a pretty good coming of age comedy drama thing um last night i watched david bowie's labyrinth interesting how was that <laughs> it was it was pretty good um a very very weird movie but pretty entertaining. It was not really what I expected. Um, it was pretty good, though. Um, I've watched Arrested Development. The newest episodes of that came out, and they were fine. Still not as good as the first three seasons, but enjoyable always to go back to that family, the Bluth family. Um, 
Started watching Handmaid's Tale season two. Um, can only still watch like one episode of that at a time. Uh, and Snarky Puppy's new album came out. So been jamming out to some good old Snarky Puppy. And video game wise, you said you were playing some. Oh yeah, I uh, platinum trophied Shadow of the Colossus. Gamers out there, uh, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I know how to. I know how to game. Uh, and I played through Resident Evil 7 and all of its DLC, including there was an expansion for that game which I didn't realize, where you play as a crazed hillbilly who only fights with his fists. That was pretty fun. Interesting. <laughs> but it, 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 that's like the last chapter in the Resident Evil 7 saga, and it ends it pretty well. So I that those game that game is really really good. I still haven't played it, but it's on my to play list. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I might like just get a PlayStation VR someday and then play that game in VR. That game would be terrifying in VR. I can imagine. That game is already pretty scary on its own. Um, I didn't uh, watch him play too much, but I did watch First Performed with oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke. It was very interesting, very ambiguous, kind of, especially towards the end. I definitely, I mean, if you're a fan of more like character studies, kind of like more of like in the vein of. Uh, Moonlight, maybe you'd like this movie. I like this movie quite a bit. Um, Ethan Hawke plays this like pastor. I can't remember where it takes place. Um, of this, like, it's like he's this church called First Reformed, and it's the church is going to be 250 years old, and it's like this really historical place. But it's basically a museum now. Like nobody actually like goes to church okay. there for going to church, and so it, it's kind of like the crisis of that as like as the pastor of it and then he's he's juxtaposed by his foil character who is this um black pastor of this like very contemporary popular huge kind of mega church thing okay who's very successful and he's and there and this guy wants to celebrate um the he's like he wants to help ethan hawk's character celebrate this 250th anniversary and there's a whole bunch of stuff in between there with other characters and it's very interesting and gets bizarre towards the ending and the ending itself is really divisive um for people and i would recommend watching it if Mm -hmm. you're if you're interested in any of what i just said uh i really liked it Uh, my girlfriend didn't like it as much okay but it's a really good movie the cinematography is really good and it's really interesting because it's shot in the four by three aspect ratio as opposed to uh 16 by 9 which is tv or uh the cinematic widescreen that is used in almost every movie Mm -hmm. so and i thought i wouldn't like that but i actually really did so cool um other than that, I rewatched. I'm uh, rewatching Game of Thrones. I finished season six, rewatching, which means I rewatched the Battle of Bastards and the Winds of Winter. The two best episodes. The two best episodes of any TV show ever. Fight me. Maybe not. Ozymandias is pretty. Nope, good. it's better than Ozymandias. 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 Directed by Ryan Johnson. All you Ryan Johnson haters out there. Yeah. It's a breaking a lot bad, of people it's a breaking don't know bad episode. A lot of people don't. I feel like if you just told all the people who don't like Ryan Johnson that Ryan Johnson directed that episode, they'd shut up pretty quickly. Yeah. All what right, a good episode. It is. <laughs> Argu- arguably one of the best TV episodes of yeah. all time. 
Definitely, I would say Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, as always, check us out on our Facebook page, on our Twitter. Um, we're looking to be more active on YouTube. Uh, we're Ooh. looking into maybe having someone do video and video editing editing for us. So, because this is be a lot of work, yeah, it, it might, might be, be happening. happening hopefully, soon. it will. So, hopefully, we'll be getting on YouTube soon, sooner than later. Um, of course, we're on Patreon. If you feel free to chuck in a buck, or there's been a lot of flooding going on in uh, the Great Plains <laughs> region. So, yeah, how about with people who. Um, had flood difficulties. Shout out know. to my people in Nebraska for having to deal with all of this. Down Everywhere, in, man. Yeah. Nebraska, Iowa, yeah. South Dakota. A lot of flooding in the in the Great Plains. So. Oh. What's that? I just I just came up with a with a very late. Uh, uh, what a time to be alive! Can I chuck it in here? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. All right. This is how we're gonna end it. Okay. Cold this will be ending. quick. I saw this story of these guys finding this refrigerator cooler thing just full of like bush and bud light they just found it in a field after the flooding and it was just like full and it was still cold yeah stuff and so they were just they had pictures of them just kind of sitting around in this like muddy muddy ass field drinking beer yeah that was my story i just thought of it when we talked about the flooding I thought out of all the tragedies that came out of the flooding, this was this was a funny, funny thing. What are we doing next week for this podcast? Uh, next week, it would be Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah. Or what was the other one? Hellboy? No. No, it's only Dumbo next Just week. Just Dumbo. So we won't blame you if you don't listen. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Check it out. Uh, we'll see how Tim Burton's next film is. Dumbo. Disney live action. Should they keep making them? Stay tuned next week. Check it out. We'll give you the definitive answer. We'll give you the definitive answer that will determine whether or not they continue. Even though we'll still go see Aladdin and Lion King. What other great things we'll do this week? I mean, we got James Gunn back last week, edited down an Avengers trailer. We'll get, (laughs) we'll be hard at work this week. Yeah, we'll do something great. All right. See you later. Bye. Perkermont.